This podcast is supported by Red Energy, powered by the mighty Snowy Hydro, a leader in renewable energy. Red is 100% Australian owned and local. Phone 131 806. Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year. Hammers were falling once again. Buy numbers per auction are actually up on last year. Rates course on hold again at 0.25%. National house prices were still rising. A man's home is his castle. And today it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer for Red Energy. Moving house, call local energy retailer Red Energy. And welcome to episode eight of Under the Hammer. I'm Jane Neild and I'm joined by Ben Reid and Claire Parks from Ian Reid Buyer and Vendor Advocates. And we are doing it all thanks to Red Energy. Moving is hard, but switching your electricity and gas is easy. Call Red Energy on 131 806. And later in the show, we're going to catch up with two of Red Energy's, well, direct connect with Red Energy's uh, stars from the Melbourne team to find out how you can take a little bit more of the stress out of moving with direct connect. Hello to Claire and Ben on what I feel like is Groundhog Day. Eight weeks ago, Ben, we started this podcast. We were in the first part of uh, coronavirus lockdown. Eight weeks later, we're back at stage three. We've done the full <laughs> nasty circle, haven't we? Yeah, it gives me no pleasure to be back here, but you know, as the industry um, has done so over the last uh, eight to 12 weeks, they've been nimble, they've been flexible, we've adapted and, and we saw... Um, agents again throughout the week um, have to drastically change their campaigns, um, whether it be bring things to a head to um, have a a transparent public um, auction process or convert it to an expression of interest campaign or utilise the digital platforms. But um, it's business, you know, back to the way we were doing it a a few weeks back and and there's still some really good results that are being achieved. Yeah, kind of a blow though when we thought, oh, each week things seem to be easing a little bit more. Claire, you were out and about on the weekend. How was everything for feeling for you. <laughs> yes, well, as Ben said, Groundhog Day to a degree. Uh, I guess the difference in the market now is that we have done this before. We adapted personally our business uh, and how we can help our clients and we were able to streamline that uh, and we were able to kind of just jump back onto that kind of way of how we were doing things all privately and all spaced out and things like that. So uh, it was a bit of a kick in the guts as far as the market and things like that. But agents and, and vendor and buyer advocates alike were able to kind of get back into how we already knew to do it. Yeah. Now. So, Ben, if you had an auction, so we're talking on the 13th of uh, July, a Monday, say a week ago, you were thinking, this is all looking good. We've had our four or five week campaign. We're ready to go to auction. Agents didn't have much time to, to turn that around, did they? No. So, yeah, most of... of the campaigns that were running very well would have continued their campaign and possibly brought it forward by a week or so to then do a digital um, campaign on Zoom or or the different platforms that you can. Um, Some changed to an expression of interest, which we're involved with a couple of those throughout the week. Um, And and look, the good properties are still getting really good interest. I was setting up an auction campaign uh, at the start of last week and we were going to roll ahead with a, a public auction and then we had to take 24 hours to go, well, what are we, we going to do? Uh, are we going to make this a private sale? We thought, no, look, there's, the, there's going to be the interest in the, in the property. It's priced appropriately. And we're just rolling on with a, um, a strategy to, to do a digital campaign. And the agent who I'm working with in James McCormick from Marshall White had a property which he converted at 30 um, Trinian Street in Paran. 
Now, how's this for numbers? There were 200-plus inspections over a two-week period prior to the lockdowns coming in. They had 20 registered bidders. They had five um, that were active bidders on the day. The property was on the market at $1.95 million and sold on Saturday via a digital auction via Zoom for $2.3 million. Um, 96 people watched it online. And, you know, so for, for great properties, well positioned at the right price, there's certainly no lack of buyer interest still. And do you think that we've all learned, like Claire, you said we've done this before, but I mean, just the actual technical aspects of getting onto an online auction, of registering, of working out your webcam and you, like, it's a lot to learn, but really people are very much more well positioned to be part of that now, aren't they? Yeah, I think we've now been conditioned to it. And when we went into lockdown, first of all, there there was this period of time where buyers and vendors panicked and they thought, well, are we going to head into the market spiralling? Uh, you know, property prices going to drop? Is it going to be devastating for the, for the industry? But that proved itself not to be true. Um, and we got through it. And I think this time around, there's not going to be that hiatus period, that negative sentiment. We're just getting on with business. Yeah. The panic seems to be over. It's just the yeah. hard work of just having to do this right, Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> Now, it's probably a little bit difficult to gauge some of the various stats, but what sort of came out of the weekend generally, Claire? Yeah, so there was a really varied, a lot of variation in the results that were reported. So I'll run through a few. So the REIV reported 211 auctions with a clearance rate at 88%. Realestate.com.au reported 189, clearance rate 76%. And then Domain reported 417 with a clearance rate at only 46%. So because of that shift in the different kinds of ways that campaigns were either converted or removed from an auction campaign, everything is a bit skewed. But yeah, so a, a lot of data there. So how would you explain the 88% clearance rate from REIV to domain 46? I mean, it's nearly half then. Yeah. So <laughs> the the volume of sales that domain reported on was nearly double that of what the REIV did. So they would have taken into consideration all of the properties that were advertised initially for auction that have now converted to an expression of interest campaign or the dates might have been pushed back that are still on the market. Whereas the REIV would have reported on the the auctions that actually happened last week and cut out all of the the ones that have now been converted to a different method. Another example, though, as we've been saying for eight weeks, where the numbers can say one thing and your interpretation can say another. So probably a good reason why it's always awesome to have a buyer or a vendor advocate, because it can be really confusing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we are in stage three lockdown as we speak. How's that going to change things? I mean, you know, we, we can do the online thing, but realistically, Ben, how is that going to affect what you guys are going to be doing in the next week and the next five or so weeks of lockdown? So I guess to recap, as Claire said before, the, the restrictions now only allow agents to take buys through on a one-to-one basis. You can't have any public auctions uh, or any uh, public open for inspections. Um, so it's one-to-one and uh, private negotiations or digital auctions are basically the environment we're now finding ourselves in again. So when you said of that uh, property before, 30 Tridian Street, 200 inspections in two weeks, someone is doing a whole lot of hard work. I mean, that was obviously pre-lockdown. But if you had to do that one-on-one for, say, 200 different groups inspecting a property, that's a lot of time per sale, I guess, Claire. Indeed it is. So <laughs> uh, this past, since the uh, the lockdown was announced, our 
role has been jumping on the phones and trying to book in private appointments. And in the agents we were speaking to, I mean, they're booking two and a half, three hour slots at each property in a, in order to enable the, you know, all the people that are asking for a private appointment to actually come in one-on-one, 10 minute allotments. So look, I'd, it makes our role a lot more important because I guess it's it's hard to get to the amount of properties you may want to try and see on a Saturday. It's like trying to get a booking in a restaurant before they were shut down (laughs) when numbers are limited. It really is going to be tough to get that call through. Yeah, so it's important to be able to, I guess, I mean, agents are really wanting to qualify each person that's trying to get through or group of people. So I would be leading with, you know, where you stand in your property search and, and if you are in a position to do something, lead with that and get through the property, uh, you know, within these restrictions. So are you saying, you know, to the agents trying to quantify someone, so they're trying to go, okay, are they about to spend? Are they just looking? Are they just bored on their Saturday afternoon and wanted to look at the neighbour's house? There's a lot of variation in why people would go and inspect. But now, Ben, I guess we're just seeing more the real true buyers out there. Yeah, so it will be a matter of quality over quantity. Like if if that... Um, property in Paran was to be kicking off this week, they simply would not get 200 buyers through no. the property. The agent just can't get them through. So they, they do have to qualify and, and just get the buyers through who they feel are going to participate in, in the auction or participate in the negotiations. So I guess what that will mean is that sometimes you do find that your, your B and C class buyers, these are ones that maybe haven't looked at everything that's been in the marketplace over the last six months that are just new to the market or might see something online and, and just spark some interest. Sometimes, not often, but they do end up your, your top buyer. Um, so yeah. it, it may just mean that competition is stifled a little bit, but um, at the pointy end of things, most of those buyers will still um, have plans to buy and, and, and we'd expect that property prices will still hold up at a similar level. On a strange note though, Claire, have you noticed that the masks are becoming more frequently used at inspections? I mean, I sort of now go shopping with a mask on, which I must admit I didn't in the first part of lockdown, you know, eight weeks ago. Feels weird, doesn't it? It it does feel weird, it does, but it's strange how within 48 hours of the Premier saying, you really need to have those masks on, and I was like, okay. So I guess people are getting more used to the social distancing and and perhaps even are they handing out masks in inspections? Uh, In some cases, yes. It's a good indication that people are taking this seriously. Yeah. Whereas in the first time, I mean, it looked a little bit different. It was a lot more uncertain, but now we kind of know what we need to do and whether it be going shopping or going to a home inspection, I mean, those precautions need to be taken. We're certainly taking them from a business level and, yeah, encourage others too. Now, Ben, often you would probably see people coming from, say, regional uh, Victoria to inspect a property either in the city or vice versa. The fact that us Melburnians are pretty much locked into our own central city area, is that going to change things? As far as inspecting property goes, people within the CBD or the lockdown areas can still privately inspect properties in the regional areas and vice versa. If there's an open for inspection in one of the regional areas, though, a buyer within the CBD or the lockdown areas cannot go and attend that open for inspection. So 
Um, yeah, there's there's a lot more coordinating that needs to happen from the bias perspective. And as Claire was saying before, you know, that's the real benefit of having an advocate who can um, do all this for you. You know, we're really cutting out all of the legwork, um, eliminating the time and energy that um, you're needing to possibly put into properties, which um, maybe aren't going to be suitable anyway. So we can then come to you and, and shortlist those and um, again, focus on the, the, the properties which are only going to suit your needs. So let's talk about some of those added benefits of using a vendor advocate at a time like this. I'm thinking of, say, a couple who have sold a property, they're older, they want to downsize, they're on the market. I mean, realistically, you don't necessarily want to be exposing yourself to multiple ex- inspections if you're in a high-risk group, if you're over 60, 70 or have uh, you know previously existing health conditions. Having a vendor advocate could actually just cut out a whole lot of the risk as well. And that's a fairly serious thing for some people. Yeah, it is. And I, I guess as a, as a starting point, when people are coming to us, they know that um, a lot of the, the research or all the research is, has been done for them. So not only um, are they um, mitigating any health risks, but they're also um, got the quality that they know are going to be considered in the, in the process. So it's harder now for vendors to be able to compare agents because they can't just turn up to open for inspections and see how they're, they're dealing with buyers on a group basis. They can't attend an auction and see how the auctioneer goes. So we're bringing that intellectual property to the transaction where they can come to us and say, well, who are genuinely the, the best agents within this area? But then as far as the health um, goes, they don't need to be exposed to multiple people in order to make the right decisions because we're doing that for them. Mm. So Ben, talk to us about control of your sale. If you are selling at the moment, there are so many variables that are just throwing curveballs at people, but how can you guys sort of help with that little element of control? Well, one of the big benefits of having someone independent to be able to guide the process who's an expert in making sure that you get the right result is choosing the method of sale and the strategy that's going to get the best outcome for you. And during this transition phase, we are finding that per office or per agency, they are tending to have a one-size-fits-all approach to it, that if they were doing a public auction almost all of their campaigns have now been converted to ex- an expression of interest and other offices, almost all of them have been converted to a um, digital campaign. That's not always the right thing for every single seller. So part of our role would be to assess all of the options for the vendor and uh, direct our vendors to a particular strategy that we know is going to get the best result specifically for their property. And in terms of off-market, we spoke about that in depth a couple of weeks ago. Is that a good sort of thing to keep in mind that your your advocate can actually have their little trailers out and their ears open for things that you wouldn't even be seeing pop up on your radar? Yeah, well, that, I, I guess that's one of the approaches that um, agents turned to during the lockdown period is that they were they were qualifying their buyers and they were really working with the the top five or ten percent of their motivated buyers with their motivated sellers. So. There are definite benefits to doing that as a seller in this market because it is harder to um, get the best price. But at the same time, you don't want to limit yourself to only dealing with one, with one particular buyer. So when vendors are coming to us and, and are saying, well, look, can we be selling off market? We would say, absolutely, you can. And it's important to explore that as an option. But we're not limiting it to just matching one buyer with one vendor. We're going out to all of the agents. We're asking them, how many buyers have you got on your books that you believe um, would suit this property? And we can go through a process where we 
allow all of the agents, the best agents within their area, to introduce their best buyers. So it's a much more comprehensive process. Um, still, there's no cost involved, no advertising cost involved, um, as it would be directly with a real estate agent, but you're exposing yourself to a, a much larger volume of purchases. Yeah, it's like refining everything, isn't it? Yeah. And in terms of negotiations, how can you help make sure that people are getting every single cent out of their sale? Well, again, the agent's... If there's a deal to be done in this marketplace, you you want to make sure that they're stretching the buyer to the last dollar that they can. They're not just um, putting an easy deal together. So our advocates are involved in the negotiation process to ensure that every buyer um, has been given every chance to put in their highest and and best price um, and that we're really maximising the end result for the client. Okay. So we've sort of touched on some of the things that as a buyer's advocate are a benefit what are you finding, apart from just getting on the phone and trying to get people into those inspections, what are you able to help with? Well, a good thing that we already do as an element of our business is we're able to help people that aren't in a position to attend an open for inspection for reasons outside of COVID. So okay. expats or internationals or interstate purchases. So we are already skilled in understanding what we need to do in order by taking photographs and videos to show our clients and give them as much of a uh, an independent view on each property anyway. So we already are experienced in doing that, but it's something that we can have been able to turn into a real big positive for clients that aren't wanting to necessarily come out and look at things or can't. As you're alluding to, Claire, I mean, there's now more buyers that are unfortunately faced with that the restriction of not being able to get through properties when they want to get through or they want to purchase something. And 10 minutes though, like if you are lucky enough to actually get an inspection, Ben, we've spoken about on earlier episodes, you know, knowing what you want, being clear, you're going to have to be fairly clear on your yes, tick, no list if you've only got 10 minutes inside of a property, Claire. Yeah, that's true. Do you think that's a a really big ask for a lot of people to even get an opinion of a house in 10 minutes, Ben? Or if you've got your list of your absolute must-haves, it's fairly obvious once you walk in straight away, it's either going to be for you or not, do you think? Yeah, well, as a buyer, when you're going through a property for the first time, you don't necessarily pick up all of the little imperfections or if you haven't got an eye for it, you don't know what you're looking for, you get taken away by the big space or the location or the certain features that you like. Whereas we're taking that in because we're in and out of properties so regularly, we get a sense for that really quickly that we can start to get a little bit more acute in what we're looking for to make sure that there's no red flags um, for our clients or things that we should be aware of. Yeah, right. You're sort of probably experts in that, oh, I can tell that those cracks in that wall have been patched very recently. Is that sort of the thing that you look out for, Claire? Yes. And they're all the things that are really important for us to identify as soon as possible. So whether or not we use that full 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes is is not much time at all. And of course, like we've said, you know, put the styling in, make the property really look great for sale. But if you are buying, you have to be careful not to just be kind of blindsided by, oh my God, it looks just like a magazine and a, a glossy photo shoot. You have to be able to look under that layer, don't you, Ben? Yeah, 
You do. It's, okay. and, and agents are, are very good at dressing the properties up to make the place feel spacious and luxurious and um, sometimes you've got to dig a little bit deeper. The rug in the particular spot or an ottoman <laughs> somewhere, you know, all the things we need to just check out. I love it. I love the fact that you've got that sort of extra sensory perception of, of some of these little tricks. Um, and in terms of actually sales strategies and negotiations, like we said, if you're actually selling, but of course, if you're buying, you guys have got the expertise. Yeah. So as we were talking about on the vendor side, a lot of properties have been reverted. They perhaps were already scheduled for an auction and now they've changed to what's called an expression of interest campaign. And what that means is it's actually a closed process. So unlike an auction where you can go out either publicly or, or virtually and see who else is involved in the process and what they look like and how they're responding to what's happening in the um, that process, an EOA is like a closed envelope in which you put down your highest and best offer in your terms. So not even just a, a preliminary offer, this is absolutely what we will go to? Or Well, generally <laughs> what's called for is is your best offer. Yep. Um, the agents will mostly come back to you and confirm all of that and if you've got ask if you've got money, but you, they will not uh, give you any indication as to where, if, firstly, if there's anyone else involved as far as other offers and secondly, what levels they're at. Mm. So it is a lot more difficult to navigate uh, particularly if this is something that you don't do all the time. So we do have, at the moment, a lot of people coming to us just asking for clarification and assistance around that very closed process. And can you actually do a little sort of smaller consultation if people are just wanting to find out, is having a buyer advocate something that they want to proceed with? Can you give them just a sort of gentle introduction? Yes, we do. So if, for example, a client or someone has identified a property and they would like to pursue it, but they would like in, and some understanding as to what it's worth, um, how they could go about you know, trying to secure it, we do offer that approach as well in which we just work on that property with the client and chat them through uh, the best way to go about it. And we've, we've had a, a lot more inquiries over the last week from buyers who are in this process. They've looked at a property they want to buy at and now they've been told by the agent, oh, it's actually been converted to a it was an auction, now it's been converted to an EOI or expression of interest and they've been told they need to have their best offer and they're really confused about the process. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it certainly does put a buyer at a disadvantage. Not only are they up against someone who they don't know what the offer is, but they're potentially up against an agent who, as we've spoken about before, um, is probably much better at negotiating than they are. Um, so um, we even the playing fields as far as that's concerned. So the EOI, the expression of interest, so we've got an auction at the top, that, and then just selling a house just over a campaign for weeks without an auction. So is it sort of halfway between those two things? Yeah, so it's the difference between... State? Like, is it definitely in by this date? So a private negotiation um, would... Some may have a negotiation process where one buyer does know what the other buyer is prepared to pay and vice versa. Um, others don't where it is a closed process. Um, the, the, I guess the main difference of an expression of interest campaign is that there is a hard deadline at the end of it. That um, like an auction, there's no point turning up to an auction at two o'clock on a Sunday when the auction was at one o'clock on a Saturday. So it gets buyers to make a decision by that date. Um, it doesn't mean that buyers necessarily need to wait until that date to put in an offer. If you're interested, you can push the process and they bring it forward. So there and every agent handles it differently. Um, some agents go back to the buyers and let them know exactly where they stand. Others don't and say it's best offer and they come back to you and say, I'm sorry, you missed out by $5,000. 
And so it, it's a very confusing process. And, and I guess that's the benefit of having someone experienced where we're ask, being able to ask the right questions, qualify where we stand uh, and make sure it's a process that's going to um, be as transparent as possible to get the right outcome for our clients. Okay. I've learned something because yeah. I, I was not familiar with this EOI. And in terms of getting some uh, financial advice or some options, if people are looking to hopefully get into a little uh, position in the market while things are up in the air and strange? Can you actually still sort of help with some of those opportunities that are showing their heads during COVID? Well, it's it's not our space in terms of um, finance, but even more so if you're going through an expression of interest campaign, um, it does allow you to make it subject to finance. So there's a benefit there for for the buyer that doesn't need to necessarily be unconditional. Um, But as we've spoken about, make sure that you've got all your ducks lined up in a row um, and that you're confident around your finances because it, it could be an advantage if you're going into an EOI, if you're unconditional and the, and the, the vendor's considering other offers that are subject to financing, you, you're putting yourself in a much um, better position to secure the property at a lower price. Oh, it's an absolute minefield, isn't it, Claire? <laughs> yes, it can be. But uh, yeah, it's certainly where we can come into our own in helping people. So please do get in touch if we can. Yeah, it's kind of like I think a lot of people have been giving themselves haircuts in in isolation and just going, well, it can't be that hard, can it? (laughs) I'm just thinking like, you know, you think, well, it can't be that hard to buy a house or, or sell without people who are experienced. But I think the experience... And just the fact that you have these connections with so many of the different agents around town, it's, it's yeah. got to be a win, doesn't it? Well, a, a bad purchase is going to cost you a lot more than a bad haircut, <laughs> that's for sure. Exactly. But it's so funny how people just suddenly think, oh, I can Google things for three hours because I'm sitting here at home working and, and suddenly I'm an expert. No, it takes a lot longer than a little bit of Googling to become yeah. an expert in your field. And you are listening to Under the Hammer with Ben Reed and Claire Parks from Ian Reed Buyer and Vendor Advocate. Advocates. Moving house, call local energy re- retailer Red Energy. And we thought it would be a great opportunity, guys, on this, our last episode of potentially season one, that we actually spoke to part of the Red Energy team, some of the crew from Direct Connect, which I'm excited to do because I'm not really sure exactly how it works between Direct Connect and Red Energy. But I do know, actually, it was my boss who told me, you need to speak to these guys if you want to make moving easier, you need to talk to the crew at Direct Connect. And so we have two of their Melbourne superstars with us via the wonder of Microsoft Teams. I think they're mostly working from home at the moment. Uh, Helen Vasiliou and Craig Walsh from Direct Connect, described to me as superstars in the Melbourne team. They've got 16 years of experience between them. So Helen and Craig, welcome. Helen, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Jane. How are you? Oh, look, we're enjoying the fact that we can connect with you, even though you're in your home offices during these crazy times. Craig, how have you found working from home? I can see the office set up there. Yeah, it can be challenging at times. I've got uh, two young boys, uh, three and one, so it's certainly a challenge, but we're getting through it, which is good. (laughs) Wow, three and one. I think, Ben, you can relate to that uh, with the dad of young kids. (laughs) Yeah, at least you don't have to deal with homeschooling quite yet. I've got uh, two girls, uh, three and and nearly seven, so the the seven-year-old's She's loving the homeschooling and uh, a little bit more iPad time, I think. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> bit more screen time. Now, firstly, we wanted to ask you, Helen and Craig, what is Direct Connect and what is the relationship?
relationship to Red Energy, who, of course, have been sponsoring the uh, Red Energy Home podcast series and Under the Hammer. So, Helen, how do you sort of describe that relationship? Um, so, Direct Connect is one of Australia's leading utility connection providers, and we're here to help real estate agents help their movers, whether they're tenants or home buyers, connect their utilities in their new homes. With Red Energy, uh, we are all owned by Snowy Hydro, so we all work out of the same building in Richmond with a whole heap of local support, um, and we leverage off Red Energy uh, to add value to real estate agents. So how does Direct Connect really help agents in particular? Claire, I know you've used the service in the past. Why is it just such a no-brainer for an agent? Firstly, I think it's a no-brainer because it saves um, agents time. Um, It takes the responsibility away from agents when dealing with electricity and gas connections for their movers, so we look after all that. But I think the most important thing for agents to understand is that we're we're not just about facilitating transactional uh, sort of, um, you know, moves where we're looking at uh, adding value to real estate agencies through our, our knowledge, through our retail arm, um, through our data and insights. So there's a whole heap of things that Direct Connect can do to, to help real estate agencies and, and, their, and their staff. Now, Craig, I was really interested and we were chatting just before we started recording saying, well, of course, you know, we know that electricity, gas, water, they're the sort of top three. But if you're thinking about moving into a new home, you don't want to be there without water, electricity or gas. But it goes further than that, doesn't it? Imagine going to a new home and not having your Netflix, your pay TV and lots of other things organised. So tell us what else you can sort out. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on top of those other essential services, we also offer cleaning serverless removal removal services um, and also Foxtel connections. So we also obviously offer uh, NBN as well um, so we can get them set up with their internet. So really our key focus is the day they pick up the keys from the agent to move into the property, everything's connected for them. Now, Claire, you do deal with this sort of thing on a, on a daily basis. So how stressed out do people get when they're moving house? I mean, we know that this is one of the most stressful times of your life, potentially selling a home, buying a home, moving. Do you see your clients kind of worrying about tying up all the loose ends? Does it stress them out? Yeah, we do. And um, part of our role, either on the vendor or the buyer side, is to just help make everything easier and more streamlined. So having a company such as Direct Connect in which we could just put them in touch with one person that they can then carry out all of the other bits and pieces that are involved, as you say, electricity, um, data, internet connection, your gas, all your amenities and facilities all in one spot, just removes any, you know, added headache. Yeah, and I guess your phone is going nuts at that sort of time anyway. You're trying to get everything organised and just make the move as easy as possible. So I suppose if you're reaching out to three, four, five, six different service providers, that's a lot of incoming calls coming back that you've got to try and remember where you're at, what did I do, who have I changed? It, it can be a lot, can't it? Yeah, and a lot of our clients come to us in the beginning because they are time poor. So to be able to then streamline that, as I said, is a huge benefit. Helen, do you find that when you go through this process with people, it does take off a really big load off their mind? It must be really um, encouraging to see how small things that you guys are professional at and, and little things you can do can actually relieve a fair bit of the stress. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that the stress belief is one thing. Um, and I also think it'll, it frees up time for, for real estate agents and for property managers. Um, their time's better, better spent getting listings. Um, and we're here to give time back to, for them to do that and add value to their business in that way. Ben, do you uh, relate to that, that actually you want to be focusing on your core job, which is getting listings and, and getting the customers? Yeah, definitely. I and mean, we've got a, a fairly similar relationship with agents where by, you know, we're providing them with listings and opportunities and we're taking part of that workload that ordinarily would fall on their shoulders, um, allowing them to do what they do best. And, and that is to deal with buyers, um, set properties upright and get listings in a place to um, put some deals together. So, Craig, do you find that that is something really people are time poor? And I mean, I know we've possibly got more time now that we're uh, in lockdown again. But like you said, there's kids, there's a whole lot of other stuff to do. But really, it's it's saving people time. The same that a buyer or a vendor advocate can, you guys can do with uh, Direct Connect. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, our service is a free service to the customer. So once the agent refers their details onto us, um, we will call the customer, you know, pretty much straight away. Uh, they don't have to call us. We call them, get everything organised for them, um, and, that, and they don't have to worry about it. And that's the simple thing is that all they have to do is take the one phone call from us. We get everything organised and it's ready for the day they move in. So. So is that really how simple it is? You basically get a referral and that's it, taken care of. That's pretty much it. Fantastic. Now, we know that agents are people that you deal with as well. What other types of businesses is Direct Connect helping out? We help out anyone that's sort of in the moving industry. So um, conveyances is another um, business that we help out. Um, Mortgage brokers could be another one as well. Now, you guys pride yourself on having a Melbourne-based team. Sometimes we do hear some strange stories about uh, difficulties with service, especially with offshore customer experience centres. So you must be proud to actually be in Melbourne helping Melbourne people. We are thrilled and so proud and we are so proud to be part of an organisation that is 100% Australian owned and operated. Um, I think that local support is is paramount, especially in an environment that we're, we're currently in with this um, COVID um, happening. So it is amazing to have a building in Richmond that's heritage listed that we all generally work out of in normal circumstances. And I just think it's really important um, that that everybody understands how, how it is to be part of an Australian owned and operated business. Now, Craig, I've heard a rumour that uh, Direct Connect has a very good NPS score. I'm going to pretend like I know what you're talking about, but what's an NPS score? How do you guys actually know that you're doing a great job? So our net promoter score um, is something that we we, we get our customers uh, to complete a survey uh, when we finish each telephone conversation with them. Um, and our, our net promoter score is currently sitting at around plus 65, which is pretty much unheard of uh, in the energy retail business. So um, we're proud of our uh, customer service and that's one of our key focus is making sure the customer is always looked after um, and hence that's why we've got such a great score. So we're very proud of that. Wow. So there are companies out there who will try as they might are just nowhere near your NPS. (laughs) That's correct. And you've been there for quite some years, Craig, as well. Is it a great team to work with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, everyone really works well together and um, whether it's with Direct Connect or with Red Energy or another part of the business, we always leverage off each other and 
um, you know, even in, during this time with COVID, you know, it's so we were set up prepared for it, even though um, we didn't know we were going to need it. Um, and we can, you know, we have meetings every day with all different parts of the business um, and it's business as usual for us from that aspect. So, you know, it's been great to work to work together that way. Well, we're so glad that during a really stressful time for a lot of people, and then you add the stress of having to actually move house, that you guys are able to take a little of that from your customers and, and take on some of that load. Guys, you keep doing a great job. It's one of the most stressful things for um, people to be buying and selling, and the, the more people that can make that transaction easier, the better. And if people are listening, perhaps they're in an agency, perhaps they're uh, listening to Ben and Claire for some of their insights, and, and they are contemplating moving house, or they have clients who are, how can people get hold of Direct Connect? Yep, all you have to do is jump onto directconnect.com.au or give us a call on 1300 664 715 and we're here to help. Thank you so much for taking time out of the home office uh, schedule today, guys. We really appreciate it. And like you said, I think at this time in our community's history and Victoria's history, it's really important that we start supporting businesses that are here, that are helping locals and are run by locals and 100% Australian owned and operated with Red Energy and Direct Connect. So thank you for your time and we appreciate what you're doing in uh, tough circumstances. Thanks very much, everyone. It was great to be a part of this. No worries. Thank you. And that was Helen Vasiliou and Craig Walsh from Direct Connect. And you'll find details of how to get in touch with Direct Connect in the show notes. Claire and Ben, it's been wonderful for eight weeks to be able to discuss real estate with you. I wonder if we could just put our little, you know, future helmets on. Ben, where do you think things will be in, say, another six months? I mean, we can't tell what's going to happen with this pandemic, but in your heart, where would you like things to be locally in six months? There's certainly some challenges on the horizon. I would expect that during this lockdown period, as we said before, we should get through this better than we did in the the first month of it last time. Beyond that, we've got things like the removal of JobKeeper and and mortgages being switched back on and the economic flow that might come from that. It's really hard to to Mm. guess at this point in time. But what we do know is that there is still a big underlying demand from lots of buyers for good uh, real estate in Melbourne. And and I'd expect that to continue to be the case um, over the course of the next six to 12 months. And Claire, do you feel as though, even though we have got such turmoil there, there still is that desire for a beautiful home or for a safe home or for a home that works well for you and your family. So people are always going to want to look at that next step for them, aren't they? Yeah, that's something that is not going to get turned off. Um, People are still going to be needing to move and wanting to move. So uh, it'll just be about working out the best way to help people do that. And of course, one of the best ways is by getting a buyer or a vendor advocate. And that is exactly what Ben and Claire do. So guys, thank you for being so generous with your knowledge over the last few weeks. And look, we'd recommend if you've only just heard about Under the Hammer that you go back into your podcast feed. So many great tips, so much great information there, especially Ben, like we've said, negotiating tips, buying tips, how to make sure you are ready if you're about to launch into uh, bidding on a property. So go back into the podcast feed. Have a listen to all eight episodes of Under the Hammer. And if you would like to get in touch with Ben and Claire, they can do it via the website, Claire. Yes, they can, ianree.com.au. And to make it easy, we are going to be putting that in the show notes. And Ben, if people would like to get in, in touch with you, same website? Yep, 
ianreid.com.au or you can give us a call in the office, 94300000. Well, we don't have a crystal ball. We do not know what the future holds, but I think the one thing that we know is the more information you've got, the better, and the more representation and the more expertise you can have on your side, whether you are buying or selling, the better you are going to fare, I think. So thank you. Thanks, Jane. Thanks, Jane. Been a pleasure. That's Ben Reid and Claire Parks from Ian Reid Buyer and Vendor Advocates. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jane Neild and thanks to our sponsors, of course, Red Energy. Moving is hard, but switching your electricity and gas is easy. Call Red Energy on 131 806. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Red Energy. Moving house, call local energy retailer Red Energy. If you enjoyed Under the Hammer, then check out the other podcasts in the Red Energy Lifestyle Series. For the foodie, enjoy Tuesday with Ash Pollard. Really, the people around here truly lived farm to table. And so that's kind of how I've been cooking. And I know it's trendy now, but it was necessity back then. Moving house, call local energy retailer Red Energy. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer, part of Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series. Available on your favourite podcast platform and the SEN app.